All right, we're in a new location today, but nothing has changed when it comes to who we want to do well here in the ACC. And that's everybody, right? But there are teams that have higher expectations. There are teams that have to show and prove. And there are teams that I think a lot of folks are sleeping on. We've got Ken Gibbs in the building. He's going to tell us all three segments of each of those divvied up, what we got going on here in our league headed to football season. Let's go. Locked on ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked On ACC. I'm your host, Candace Cooper, joined by our Monday host, Kenton Gibbs of Locked On Wolfpack. So excited to have you guys. Once again, thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. We are available for free wherever you listen to podcasts. So once we get things rolling, we can't stop here on this Monday show. It's almost always a good time with Kenton Gibbs. How are you feeling today, Mr. Gibbs? I, I feel great. I just would have liked the hat memo because, I mean, I'm the only one. The, the ball person on the show should be entitled to uh, first hat rights, but that's all right. We'll rock it out anyway. Well, no one ever told you you couldn't wear a hat on the show, so that was really your own doing. If you're watching on our YouTube channel, make sure you download, subscribe to the podcast. From there, you could also listen in the audio space if you prefer while you're driving and you can't really watch the TV screen and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We are available wherever you listen to podcasts. So you see the hat. Thanks so much. I actually bought this in the airport on my way to Long Beach, California that I'm in right now. But we've got a lot of things going on on the Atlantic coast to go over on today's show. As I mentioned, we're going to talk about the highest expectations. Who do we feel like, you know, the ceiling is the roof? For when it comes to this 2022 football season. Then you got teams that's time to show and prove. It's about time. High time you have a good thing going for you. And then finally, we got some teams that are sleepers. We're not going to talk about the sneaky teams. We'll say that for another day. We didn't go over the coastal teams last week, but we're going to, you know, sparse it out a little bit. We're going to spread the love. We got plenty of time to go over coastal season and coastal team schedule. So we want to make sure that we give you enough content to last you through the week. So let's get into it. All right. Highest expectations going into this year. I'm going to let Kenton go, and then I'm going to say who my pick, personal pick is. We'll debate, banter, all the things, and then we'll get you out of here. All right? So, Kenton, who do you have as the highest expectations going into this season for the ACC? Oh, it has to be Clemson. It has to be. It has to be. There are people, for whatever reason, I don't know the reason, I – I don't know why folks are this beholden to high school rankings that they just can't let it go. But there are people who have DJ being a first round NFL quarterback. I'm sorry. That, yeah. Yeah. I could not believe it. I could not believe it. We went over the list last week that had DJ as one of the top quarterbacks in there. This is a team that people still believe that Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne may be walking through that door. Now, don't get me wrong. Defensively, they have the guys. And I'm a huge proponent of it's not about your X's and your O's this year, Larry's and your Joe's. And Clemson got some of the baddest Larry's and Joe's in the nation. So they're going to have the highest expectations. I mean, the media picked them to be the winners of the conference uh, by a, a good margin. It wasn't very particularly close for anybody else. Uh, so this, is, this should not uh, be much of a shock to anybody after what was a down season for Clemson they're expected to get back up on their perch despite losing uh, two coordinators or both See, of their I, coordinators. 
I love how you said Clemson from an X and O standpoint because, you know, you played the game, you understand, you've seen it with your eyes, you've seen it with your, you know, hands in the dirt, all the things. I picked Clemson because for the simple fact of I want my conference to be around when this is all said and done. And if Clemson stinks, it kind of makes me feel like realignment looks better and better to teams who have really strong fan bases. Like, what are we doing here? If our, if our former national championship team will pass, what, seven, five, seven years now, can't even be in the conversation from a national standpoint, let alone our own league, is the league in a good spot at all? And I'm going to argue no. So I need Clemson to do well for the sake of when you do well, it puts everyone in a glimpse of, okay, Dabo's got it. We can put him in the conversation. We can put Clemson is back in the energy and the universe and all the things. And we can ensure that maybe down the line we can sell the ACC a little bit better. But it's not about Clemson. It's not. It's about any team from the ACC being great. If we're talking from that standpoint. Not, not you just dumped on my whole take. Not you just dumped on my whole take. I'm not dumping on your you whole take. You might have to run I, it back. Okay, go I'm, ahead. I'm offering a rebut to the take because for this reason. Nobody asked for your rebut. I asked for I asked for agreement. It's what well, I can't give you agreement. I'm sorry. I'm, <laughs> you know, this is I can't lie to you. I'm going to tell you what it is, what it ain't, what it could be, and what it can't. And this thing, this conference could be great even with Clemson being man, there are multiple teams. I am telling y'all. Okay. Now think about it this way. Let's I'm, go I'm back. Intrigued. The grant of rights doesn't expire until when? 2035. 2035. Right? Okay. All the, now all the teams that have announced that they're leaving, that were not bought out of their contracts or were not partially vested in their new conference. They had to wait until two years or so before their um, grant of rights was up before they went elsewhere, correct? Mm -hmm. So if we assume that we're working with that same timeline and we're looking at 2034 as when we'll start to see teams bounce and go and left, okay, you're talking 12 years in the future. Let's look 12 years in the past from now. In 2010, was Clemson the it girl in the conference? Was Clemson the school that's like, if Clemson ain't good, the conference is terrible? No. But that's why you keep playing year after year. And Clemson has built up the reputation to have you sit here and say, yes, they are the team that everyone expects to do well in this conference for us to have a leg up on a national platform. Yes, absolutely. They've, they've, this, they've earned that. But here, and I agree. But here's what I'm saying. Other teams can earn their way in or earn their way out. Well, actually, no team can earn their way out because Clemson's the only one in that club right now. But other teams can earn their way in. Remember, Florida State was the hot miss thing on the block. That every year it was Clemson, Florida State to determine who was going to win the ACC. Then all of a sudden, Jimbo left and that thing fell off a cliff. They fell off a cliff over there in Tallahassee. So the reality is, if I'm looking at does this conference need Clemson to be great, the answer is a definitive no, because if the other schools step up, if the other schools do what they need to do, and we see one, two, maybe even three, teams jump into national conversations, it's hard for me to say the ACC is in trouble because their best team is Louisville. Okay, and if Louisville is whooping tail and taking names, I don't what does this what does the city of Clemson, South Carolina? It means you need to go back and apologize for all of the horrible Satterfield takes that you have everyone has delivered on this show. Wow. Every single and, and person. You know and you know what? You're you're making me get ahead of myself, but we're gonna talk about Satterfield later. We're gonna talk about Satterfield later. 
But yeah, anyway. don't get too far ahead of your britches because you, if you were to sit here and throw out Louisville being the team of the ACC, I would laugh you off the stage. Louisville was just a name to throw out there. It could be okay. NC State. It could be Pitt. It could be – it doesn't matter what the team name is. If a team shows up, they recruit their tail off, they put together some systems that have their players in the best position to succeed, and they go to a playoff – win a playoff game or two, get into a national championship, win a national championship or two, between now and 2034, we're talking a whole different world where, like, Clemson being good is good. Every team in a conference being good is good. Duke being good is good for the conference. But if if you're saying this team has to be good in order for us to exist, I don't agree with that necessarily. Bro, you kind of just jacked up this whole segment because it was supposed to be the person that has the highest expectation. You pretty much just talked yourself in a circle about how they're not the highest ex- expectation. No, no, no. That's not what I'm saying. See, and this is why this is why I love this show because we get to get into the nitty-gritty of it now. <laughs> if we're talking about highest expectations for this year, we both agree to this Clemson, right? We yes, both agree. Yes, yes. But with that being said, the difference comes in at this belief that Clemson has to be good for the conference to still exist when that grant of rights is up, I disagree with that. But I do believe that Clemson has you, the highest expectation for this year. Now, do you think Clemson has to be good? And if other teams come into the conversation, it won't persuade the big name brand schools to leave our league, like the FSUs. The, if it's not the FSUs, the Miamis of the world, the North Carolinas of the world, do you see them being like, eh, who want to go play somewhere else? Somebody has to be in that ca- category. And one of that somebody should be one of those teams. It should be one of those teams in order to keep that team here. Because I look at it like this. If you look at all the teams that have left their conferences, the only one, the only one that was just straight running the table away, having a way that left was Oklahoma. Everybody else was just a drop in the bucket in terms of actual winning, in terms of actual championships, in terms of doing relevant things, especially if we're talking about football. When's the last time USC, UCLA, Texas, or uh, Texas A&M won a conference championship in football. Maryland, I, I, know, just I know that Maryland. Let's go all the way back. <laughs> that, that go back further than my hairline, and as you can see, you know, ain't nothing there. So I think the the USC in 2017 was the last one. With that being said, but you get my mm-hmm. point. It's not about oh who wins and who loses. If these big name teams are winning, the likelihood mm-hmm. of them saying, you know what, we need to go elsewhere, or these teams with huge fan bases are winning. It's it's unlikely for them to say, well, you know what, we want to go from being the top dog here to being a middle-of-the-pack dog maybe elsewhere. And then on top of that, to destroying some of the rivalries like we've already talked about. Everybody, when Swim Swam came out with the UNC is talking to the SEC thing, everybody said, well, what about Duke? You can't leave Duke. If you take UNC, you got to take Duke. So, I mean, the, the reality is, the reality is, will the, do I see these teams leaving um, if they are the top dog? No. Do I see them leaving if they're not the top dog? I think the chance increases. Why does Slim Slam always have to catch a stray? Good God. He, the one boy tweets out one thing, and y'all will never let Slim Slam live anyway. Swim, swim Slam no, earned the stray. Hush. He, we want Just all the hush. smoke for Swim Swam here on Locked On ACC. We want no, all we the don't. smoke. 
That's a locked on wolf pack thing. Keep that over there. As you gear up for fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. You can create a job, free job in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to, again, a lot faster. Did you know that every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on right now. That's linkedin.com slash locked on to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. We're rocking and rolling here with Kenton Gibbs of Locked On Wolfpack. We're discussing the highest expectations for the team this season. We both agreed as Clemson, but there's also teams that have to show and prove this year. And of course, we start out with the co-host of the show. So which teams for you from a football standpoint need to show and prove the most? It could be several. We could start with one. Well, uh, the red and white from NC State. It's time to show and prove, young men. It's time to show and prove. It's, mm-hmm. it's been a lot of hype. It's been a lot of talk. It's been ACC Player of the Year. It's been all these first teamers. It's been all this, all that. Da, da, da. Don't matter. Don't matter. It. You have to go out there and prove it on Saturdays, on Thursdays, or whenever under God's green earth y'all are playing. You have to go out and prove it. This is a year that I have never, I have never seen expectations be this high in Raleigh. What is NC State going to do about it? Are they going to wet the bed or are they going to show up? Not wet the bed. Uh, well, I'm going to tell you, that, <laughs> at, the end of the day, at the end of the day, everybody keeps saying, well, what about last year's North Carolina team? What about, you know, there's a lot of similarities and all this. And NC State is beating that back and NC State fans are beating that back and said, oh, this is why we're different from that team and all that good stuff. Great. Good. Cool. Whoa, whoa, now, whoa, 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 whoa. Scratch. Record scratch. Wait. Someone said the North Carolina team from last year, they should have been good because they repeated and Sam Howell came back and they should have been better. What I'm hearing is there are a lot of similarities between this NC State team and that North Carolina team, which I I strongly, heavily, vehemently disagree with. But (laughs) that's the take that people are dropping. That O-line didn't change for three years, but all right. Okay. Okay. He said top of a runny nose with Robitussin. Okay, you know what? Polio vaccine didn't matter. They wasn't stopping nobody. But anyway, Anyway. the the reality is this NC State team has higher expectations than they've ever had. And this is the time to show. And this is the time where we're hearing that NC State has more talent, more depth, more all these good things. You got guys like Porter Rooks who turned down Alabama to come to NC State. You've got Devin Leary, ACC Player of the Year. You've got Corey Durden, first team All Conference guy. You've got uh, Peyton. You got Wilson. a lot. You don't have to name the roster. We you got you lot. got all these you got guys. <laughs> you, got, you got all the guys. You got all the guys. You got all the things. Time to make yeah. some winning happen. Time to go get in that ACC championship game. Everybody's naming you as a dark horse potentially for a conference champ and for getting into the playoff. Go do it. Go do yeah. it. You got to throw approved, door. Yeah, I agree with NC State Take. I definitely think that it's time. Like, I think all the pieces are there for them to be successful. I've talked about it nauseum. I picked them to win the whole kit and caboodle. So, like, you've got the Clemson monkey off your back. Do it again. Make it a regular thing. Make it to where you don't squat the bed on teams that, you know, you absolutely should beat. You got a Texas Tech matchup that I think is going to say a lot about your program and what you're trying to do. I think that's one of the biggest games they're having during the season. 
I will say for me, one of the big show improved teams this season will be Boston College. I think you have all the pieces in place to be successful, right? You at least show me improvement. I think, you know, Halfley has certainly turned the tide in terms of how we look at Boston College. We've always respected them in some capacity because they have really good guys, great offensive lines, you know, solid quarterbacks, really good running backs, pound the ground, do all the things. But now you're a defensive-minded coach. Let's see if we can put all the pieces that are required of a football game together and really win some games that maybe people were like, eh, maybe not. Or, oh, damn, Boston College showed up. Like, I think that's what I want to see out of Boston College this year to where it's not just about Phil and Zay, but you can show me a team that, you know, there are pieces that people have not even really given too much credence to. And now we can say, yeah, Boston College is really here trying to make a statement in this Atlantic division. This is the first ever time that I have seen coming out of media day. Halfley wasn't the guy that everybody talked about one media day. What happened? What happened? Media day. What I I don't I didn't hear actually that anybody won media day, which is pretty interesting. But remember now, the first two years of Halfley, everybody said, "Oh man, that Halfley guy, I'd run through a brick wall for." What happened? Why y'all like Halfley no more? Why y'all stop loving I don't think they don't. I don't think they dislike Halfley, but I think it's at some point everyone's hype on the young coach, and that's the new system now where they like the young, non-melanated coach who's really smart, who can do all the things, and then the next thing you know, they're just, you know, average Joe. So I don't know. I think he's a great coach. Like, don't get me wrong here. I love Halfley. But at the same time, it can't be a we had all the pieces stacked against us and we still did decent. Like, I don't want all the pieces stacked against you and you still overcame adversity and still, you know, a really good team. Like, that's what I want to see out of Boston College this year. You know, I, I think the Boston College does have experience. They have a lot of guys who played a lot of ball returning and all that good stuff. Um, the the reality of what Boston College is or or what they're going to be is very simply on the arm of field. We know what Garwo is going to do. The boy's a baller. He's a stud. Those quarterbacks had wet noodles for arms, and he carried that offense on his back. They didn't have a deep rotation of good running backs. It was him and him only, and he was toting the water, doing whatever needed to be done to get that team some wins. So I think that this is a, a very simple case of what are we going to get from Phil Jacoby? Because I agree, when he's healthy, he is. He just has some nasty stuff. He just does things on the field that I'm like, wow, that's that's impressive. Uh, so I, I do I can't see where you're coming from. I just love to throw that out there because I've told people for forever saying a coach won media day is pretty stupid. And Halfley was the prime example of that the first two years he was at Boston College. So, well, I think the vibe of this year's ACC media day was just very melancholy. If I'm gonna be honest, like there wasn't anything that like stuck out where it was like, oh snap. There wasn't anything that made you say like, all right, like I guess. And just it wasn't there was no wow factors. It was pretty much everyone saying the same things. I think. The biggest person or the biggest moments for ACC Media Day came from Commissioner Phillips, which ended up being a big ball drop. So that was just, you know, neither here nor there as something worth worth mentioning or wanting to relive for sure. But as we're moving on to this final segment here with the, the sleeper teams of the 2022 football season here in the ACC, I want to remind you guys that there are so many opportunities to bet on all of your favorite teams going into this year. If you have one that's a heavy hitter, make sure you leave it in the comments. I, I see all the go canes. I see all the, you know, go heels, all the things every time I click and log in. So I want to make sure that you're putting your money in the right place 
or your said school that you root for. Go to betonline.net, the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your betting needs. It continues to be the online resource for all of the sports wagering information, live in-game betting scores, and podcasts. Head to the Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. Bet Online is where the game starts. So we're wrapping up the show here with Kenton Gibbs, Locked on Wolfpack. And let me just say, I like that we're vibing today. We're actually on the same track and we are in agreement on most things. I think this might be the segment that gets dicey. The sleep. Oh, absolutely. I think this yeah. might be the segment where it gets a little dicey. So there are teams here in the ACC that everyone says, you know, meh, they may be good. They may be not. Not going to lose sleep over. I would love to hear from you, your sleeper teams, because I, I 100% can almost guarantee we're not going to agree. So I want to hear. Give me give me two before the day's over. I need two. Well, I got I got I actually got three. I actually got three. And I'm because you I'm know you following directions is just so hard for you. It's not just gonna happen. It's gonna happen. It's just not gonna happen. Not gonna. I never colored inside the lines. What do you want from me? Anyway, we, we know. Um, so, so the three teams I got, and, and this is ugly because two of them are the two teams who were in the conference championship last year: Wake Forest, Pittsburgh, and my third. Because I love me some Malik Cunningham is Louisville. I love me some Malik Cunningham, so it got to be Louisville. So those are my three sleeper teams, and I know some but people. Why are, are they? Thinking, I don't know why you even sleep on them if they're defending champs. That's the thing. Who has picked Pitt to win? What have we heard about Pitt this offseason? What have we heard about? Have you Even's heard? Slovis is transferring, and he's going to be the starting quarterback. That wasn't the biggest story out of Pitt this offseason. The biggest story out of Pitt was did oh, Mario yeah. Addison, did he leave and were they wearing USC gear when they like Mario left? Addison, you mean Jordan. Jordan, I'm sorry. Did Jordan, <laughs> did Jordan Addison leave and was his family wearing <laughs> USC gear when they left? That was the big story. That Such was an the NC story. State guy to say Mario Addison. Worry about yourself, okay? okay. Worry about yourself, buddy. Anyway. Did Jordan Addison and his family show up and head to head to toe go Trojan uh, paraphernalia before they left? That was the big story out of Pitt. Slovis coming is like, oh yay, they've got a quarterback. I guess like that's that's kind of been the feeling there. But I I, I would caution people against sleeping on Narduzzi and that team. I think that he's going to have that oh, defense. Yeah. I think he's going to have that defense better coached up than they were last year. And so that's a team that. Uh, obvious for obvious reasons, I think that they they've got some weapons offensively. They got one of the best tight ends in the nation. They got some things that they can you know make some make some things shake up there. Wake yeah, Forest. And I also think well, just your point about Pitt, they've got the base too that is backing yeah. them. A lot of hail Pitt people up in here. A lot of Pitt yeah. fans who can't stand you, but it's fine. A lot of them love to sit here oh, and tell I, you I know. That you're <laughs> When I said that Kenny Pickett wasn't the first rounder, they about cut my head off. I said, hold on yeah. now. That's illegal yeah. in all 50 states I, now. I see what? the Clemson people coming up here in a minute when you're talking about DJ. So just warning you. What? I, you know what? Listen. We, we passed that segment. We passed that segment. Talk about Wake Forest. Wake Forest. One interesting thing about Dave Clawson is his team has finished in front of where they were predicted to finish. I want to say almost every year or every year that he's been. Well, um, Let's the, be honest. Sometimes they, they, were <laughs> they were always predicted to finish like last or second to last, so it wasn't a high bar. But yeah. there, there is some credence to that. You got to give some credence to that. This is a team where that's returning a very good quarterback in Sam Hartman. They're returning some 
uh, very good weapons in A.T. Perry and, and company and, and Moran and all those guys. The question is, can that defense get a stop? Can they can they not make the offense have to score 45 a game? Because don't get me wrong, last year's pace of 81 plays a game and going super fast and all that, that you can do that again. I don't think it will yield you the type of success back-to-back that you saw last year. That's just – I don't okay. think that that is a replicable way to build out wins long term. And well, also, then, you ha- people have tape on it. Like it's one thing when people are like, oh, well, we don't, we know what to, we don't know what to expect, but you know they're gonna have a really solid offense. They might have an okay defense, but you you can run up the score if done right. Absolutely. And then when we talk about Louisville, I their corners were like they had a, a lot of similarities to NC State as far as their outside corners go, where you were just like. What are you doing? Like, what are you – who coached that? I know your DB coach didn't coach that. And so, with that being said, um, aside from their corners, which, you know, you you think that another okay. year of being in the system, they're going to get better, they're going to get older, they're going to get wiser, all that good stuff. Um, you're looking at a situation where you have one of the most dynamic weapons in the, in the entire conference – who is slept on for reasons that are beyond me, that Cunningham kid. Um, but he's he's an absolutely excellent quarterback. There is some momentum and some love coming behind Satterfield now because of how he's recruited. And so I think that this team is one that nobody's talking about to finish highly. I can see them finishing as highly as second in the uh, Atlantic. I can see it happening. I can see it. There's a world. Because that means I'm, the NC State is going to finish third because – I'm going to tell you this. There are multiple teams in the in, that at the top of the Atlantic that are one injury away from turning into an entirely different team. Okay, well, we don't. We, I want to speak health over all of them because I want everyone to get their butt kicked or I want them to do well or whatever because everyone, they had all the chess pieces. We know that's not going to happen. But, yeah, but I was about to say that's the nature of the game. That's the nature of the game. Right? You know. Anyway, it's funny that you say that Malik Cunningham is so slept on, but like when we think about it, his predecessor won the whole freaking MVP in the National Football League and still gets treated like he's a running back. So it's not surprising. Who, who could know? Who could guess what those two have in common as to why they're being treated as if they're not good at their jobs, even though they've proven they're good at their job? It's, it's, it's probably the men's warehouse suits, honestly. Like, let's be honest. You know what? They're both thin for quarterbacks, too. They're both thin. Maybe maybe okay. people don't like thin quarterbacks. Maybe they got to – Lamar's 230 now, so maybe we got to eat a little more, get a little bulked up. Yeah, you know. there you go. There you go. We love a thick man now. Okay, but my shout team just – Shout out to the thick team. I love man in the trenches. Now, my team that I think everyone is sleeping on, because I'm not going to say Duke. I know everyone is surprised by that. They all medically assume – I'm not going to talk about Duke football today. I clearly am doing too much that where y'all actually are convinced that I love Duke. Okay. I know that your man is jealous of Coach Elko. I know <laughs> that you do not love on him like you love on Coach Elko. I'm, I need to put it in the call to figure out what's going on there. I need to put it in the call. But I'm anyway. just saying, I have been told that we're sleeping on North Carolina. I've been told that these freshmen are going to do something. I've been told that we need to stop playing. We just going it's a wait and seek. Oh, not he logged off. Not he listen, logged off. Listen. Dramatic. Let, That's very dramatic. I let you have a whole spiel about your NC State team. You're Malik Cunningham. And you cut it, come off the mic. That's rude. Very rude. Very, very rude. I was just trying to get my opinion. That's what the show is for, huh? Mm, <laughs> terrible. I, 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 
I want to hear your point. I want to hear the take. I'm sorry. You I, can't I, hear my take if you get off the mic and you get I off the camera. The I want to hear the take. I want to hear the take. I want to hear it. I oh, want to hear what's going on. Carolina is going to be is going to run through the quarterback. They're going to be as good and they're going to high fly as good as the quarterback play goes. Right. I also think it reminds me of Caleb Love. The Caleb Love goodness that we see in the basketball court that is very much matriculated to all the other parts. That was Carolina basketball. If you have a quarterback like Drake May or Jacoby Criswell, just even giving us flashes, right? Flashes that Josh Downs can do something with, right? That Hampton can make something shake with. If you have check downs, like if you give me just a Ray Vahasic on defense, if you give me a Sed Gray, a Tony Grimes, I'm just going to say, don't throw it away that Carolina can have a good season. Don't throw it away. The pieces are there. Can they all come together? I think Gene Chizik was – what was missing? I think Bateman was a hot. I ain't gonna say that a lot. I think Gene Chizik is what was missing for Carolina. I think if you have two hard-nosed coaches in Mac Brown and Gene Chizik, you have guys that, you know, not for nothing, like from a X's and O standpoint, I think that Gene Chizik is great. I think Mac Brown is a great delegator and he's a good recruiter and all the things. I would like the stars to align where we can see it on the field and it works out in our favor. So that means I have to give my Good Lord, to Phil Longo, don't, just keep it simple. Don't overcomplicate it. You tried to at times overcomplicate it for Sam, and I just keep it simple. That's all I want to see. Because simple can, fundamentals can win games. Fundamentals can win championships. All that flying, Rick and Rama doing all that stuff, no. Here's my only problem. with you I don't want to hear it. I really don't want to hear it. But go ahead. Here's my only problem. 30 my seconds. Only- the 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 reality is all the teams I just named I didn't say I I hope that they get thing X Y Z figured out except Wake Forest in that defense UNC's defense was not good last year and they lost their best player in Jeremiah Gilmore. am I correct there they weren't terrible we, but okay you can have that I don't think they were good I think we can agree they weren't good right like I they weren't think they were bad. I, okay, so they weren't terrible. They were middle of the road, lost their best player, and we expect them to like somehow be good enough to where if the quarterback is serviceable. But I hate how the assumption is that because one guy leaves, a whole team of 10 more can't figure it out. Well, I, my thing is this. On that this side is, of the ball. This, I agree, but my, my thing is what have you shown me to make me believe that you're going to be good at some level? Okay, well, you put them in the wrong category. We could have put them in show and prove, but that was 20 minutes ago. So what I'm telling you now, I made my case. Okay? All yeah. right. Well, you know what? I'm going to just tell you this. I'm going to just tell you this. I don't know what it is about you and Tobacco Road. I don't know what it is about you and Mac and Coach Elko, but I need – we need to get an investigation rolling. Is there some payola going it's clear, on? It's clear that nobody on? listens to me because I literally picked North Carolina State to win the ACC championship. Call them. Go yeah. ahead. There's and on that note. I would like to have a conversation about some of your hosts being paid off. Uh, conference hosts being paid off by Did Dave Doran pay me off? Did Doran Mr. pay me off? Because that's Lockout. what I picked to win the ACC championship. I know you're busy. And on I that note, guys, thanks so much for joining the show. We can do this all day long, but we appreciate your time. Make sure you come back tomorrow as we rock and roll with J.J. Jackson of Locked on Blue Devils. We'll get more into conversations about how we're ready and excited for the season for Candace Cooper and Kenton Gibbs. Until next time.